Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kona Shame Veterinary Podcast. Guys, I'm your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. I am thrilled to have you here today. Before I jump into this, got to put something on your radar. The April Uncharted Veterinary Conference is coming at you. It is an online event. It is a wonderful online event. If you've never done an Uncharted event, it is not like other uh, conferences. It is not like other uh, virtual webinar type thingamajiggers. This is super interactive, workshop-based, discussion-based. It is about actually learning things and doing things and making things and talking about your practice and working on your practice. The theme is strategy and marketing. When I say marketing, it's not about getting more clients. I think most of us have enough clients. This is about streamlining communication and building efficiency and knowing where you're going in your practice so that life can get easier than it has been. And so that is the theme of the April conference. It is April 22nd through the 25th at a screen near you. I'm going to put the link down below. You can head over to unchartedvet.com to learn more, but I would love to see you at our April conference. Today, we are talking with one of my friends, Dr. Meredith Jones. Uh, Dr. Jones is a practicing emergency veterinarian. She is the founder of the Debt Free Vets Facebook group, which we talk about, and she is also the co-founder of the Veterinary Financial Summit. She has got some real insight on the most common financial problems vets struggle with, and today we get into uh, student debt, and so we are going to keep it short, keep it to the point, but this is not going to be generic advice. This is get to the point, real useful stuff. If you're carrying around student debt, this is worth your time to listen to. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into this episode. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help you in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Meredith Jones. Thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me, Andy. Oh, my pleasure. It's good to see. First of all, it's it's awesome to see the stuff that you are doing. Like you have uh, started unpacking some really neat stuff just a couple of years ago. I remember when you were just getting started. And now I feel like you have all these irons in the fire and you are doing a lot of really, really cool stuff for vets. And and first of all, props to you. And thank you for what you do for our profession. Yeah, it's uh, been a, a fun journey so far. For those who don't know you, uh, you are a practicing veterinarian um, in the Richmond, Virginia area, and you are a money nerd, is how you say it uh, when when we talk. But yeah, you um you are a financial coach, and you started Debt Free Vets on uh, Facebook. It's a Facebook group, and you are also the co-founder of the Veterinary Financial Summit. Why don't you let, let's let's talk about those endeavors. Let's talk about um what does it mean to be a um to be a financial coach? What does it mean to be a debt free vet Facebook group member? And what does it mean to go to the Veterinary Financial Summit? Sure. So financial coaches, first thing I always say is they're different from financial advisors. So a financial coach helps people get out of debt, budget their money, and build wealth. So it's it's more of giving the broad overview and helping people rather than giving them specific invest in this, this type of investment, that sort of thing. Then the debt-free vets group is something that I started back in 2016, back around the time that the Fix the Debt Summit happened, and there were a lot of conversations going on between vets and and just a lot of articles coming out where people were talking about how student debt was becoming such a problem and financial concerns in general were becoming a hot topic at Mm -hmm. the time. 
and really vets and vet students weren't talking about money amongst themselves. It was something that was being talked about in publications, but it wasn't something where people were actually talking and and asking each other questions and talking about their experiences and talking amongst themselves about it. So that was the idea with the debt-free vets group. A lot of people look at the the title of it and think, oh, can you be in the group if you're debt-free, you know, if you're not debt-free? <laughs> It's, it'd be a real tiny group if it's like debt-free vets, like it's like you and two other people hanging out having donuts. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, sorry. So with the Veterinary Financial Summit, uh, I actually, I so Phil Zeltzman and I started that Financial Summit, and we actually met at the Uncharted Conference back in 2019, and we had exchanged some emails prior to that and discovered that both of us were really interested in personal finance. We started having some conversations after the conference and just started talking about how can we how can we help more people in the profession and what can we do to clear up some of the confusion that's around money. So we decided to start the Vet Financial Summit. It's a conference in a community that's focused on personal finance and practice finance. What are, let's go ahead and start to, to unpack this. So as you look at this, uh, and so I, I've been in, in the uh, in the Facebook group for, uh, for a while now. Um, there are repeated themes that come up again and again. I want to ask you kind of what are, what are the most common themes that you see when vets talk about money? Student debt, of course, is one of the biggest, mm. one of the biggest topics and the topic that we get the most questions about in the group. There's a lot of confusion about student debt. There's a lot of confusion about how to pay it off. There's a lot of different repayment plans. And it's easy to get bogged down in all of that because there are a lot of details. Really, if you want to make it simple, there are two two different methods to repaying student debt. You can either pay it off as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. and that would be ideally in less than 10 years, or you can go with one of the income-driven repayment plans. And so a lot of recent grads, because tuition has gone up, interest rates have gone up, the subsidized student loans where the government would pay the interest while people were in school, that's not really a thing anymore for Mm. uh, graduate students and vet students. And so we're dealing with a lot more debt than, than we were 15, 20 years ago. And so you hear a lot of talk about debt to income ratios, and that is the amount of debt that you owe versus your income. Uh, so if you owe 200000 in student debt and you make 100000 then your debt to income ratio would be two to one, for example. Um, one thing that I always remind people is that if you're, if you're married or you've got a partner, you've got to take their income into account as well when you're making those decisions. And so folks that are that have a higher debt to income ratio, uh, if it's greater than two to one and it's likely to stay there, those are the folks that uh, that may be going for the income driven repayment plans. There's a gray area, depending on how you look at it, where it, it cuts off at, I like to say 1.5 to one, some people say one to one. Um, and if it's if it's less than 1.5 to one, then you may be better off trying to pay off your debt as soon as possible. I've- I've come along. I've I've come a long way in talking and thinking about student debt, and the reason is because um, I was doing a I was on a panel discussion one time, and the person who was on the panel discussion with me was asked about student debt, and she said very sagely in my mind, uh, she said, "Oh, eat 
eat rice and beans and pay this, you know, pay this debt off and pay it off as, as fast as you can. And I thought that that was pretty standard advice. You know, that's kind of what I what I had always sort of thought is I, I don't like debt. I want to be out of debt as quickly as possible. And there was pushback after this after this uh, panel. And some people felt very strongly that that was not uh, good advice. And, and and so I started to really kind of explore that a bit more and say, you know, help me understand why paying off this debt as quickly as possible is not good advice. And, and, I, and there was a lot that came out of that. Actually, I'll let me put that question to you and sort of see how you unpack it. But um, but yeah, so so why is it? Why isn't everyone in the first camp, which is pay the debt off as quickly as you can? So the reason not everybody's in that camp is because of the tuition increases over the last several years. There's just there's less government spending than there used to be going toward education. And that's at the federal level and the state level, depending on the state. And so that, along with the interest rates going up, which are set by the federal government, what's happened is that, I mean, I know some vets in the group who, while they were in vet school, they're tuition went up by 20% every single year. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. And so you would like to be able to say, okay, well, you signed on for this amount of debt, you should pay it off. And certainly I I hear that a lot out there. Yeah. But if your tuition went up that much while you were in school, did you sign on for it? And so you get into these, you get into this area where uh, the the rules have changed a little bit. And the other thing about that, and I want to be clear I think every vet who can pay off their debt should pay it off in the least amount of time possible. I paid off mm-hmm. my student debt in three and a half years once I got serious about it. Yeah. And so it would be great if everybody could do that. Yeah. But it, it just, the numbers just don't work out that way for everyone. Yeah. That, that's, that's, I guess that's kind of where I came around to. So I, the, the sort of the, the explanation for me that that kind of hit home and changed my thinking a bit was, you know, when you're talking about, you know, say you make 100000 a year and you have 100000 in debt, you go, OK, you know, I can eat rice and beans and, and save money away and make this sacrifice. And in 10 years, I can be be out of this or be almost out of this or something, you know, some, something like that. You can imagine that scenario when you're two hundred and twenty thousand dollars in debt and you make eighty thousand dollars a year you know, you can eat rice and beans your whole life. You know what I mean? And, and sort of be miserable and you're not going to get out from under this. And at some point you want to change strategies and say, you need to live your life while, you know, while you pay your debt. And so I guess that that's the math that was kind of interesting for me was, um, you know, at some point, the amount of debt you have, that that equation has to change. And you go, I can't, I can't feasibly attack this debt aggressively for as long as it will take for me to aggressively attack this debt and, you know, and still, still, still feel like I'm, uh, still feel like I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor, uh, you know, that took me to get here and to be a vet. And you see like, you know, super money stressed veterinarians all the time, you know what I mean? Who go, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do any of these things. And so I, I, I feel like, I feel like the, the math equation changes a little bit when you get to that place. Yeah, and I see a lot of tunnel vision out there, too. Just because we've mentioned income-driven repayment doesn't mean I think everybody should do it. Just because I've mentioned paying it off in a short amount of time doesn't mean I think everybody can do it, you know? And that's one of the misconceptions out there is that some people get into this mindset of there must be one right way to do it, and there's not. 
Yeah, I, I think I think for me the the takeaway from the panel discussion and the pushback and the discussion back and forth about it was very much. There's a lot more nuance I think than I thought early on. And the truth is, it's very much based on you and your individual position and what is your income and where what is your cost of living and what is your spouse doing and you know all of these things come together to say, man, the strategy that person A would take is probably very different than the strategy person B would take. And that would be very different, you know, 10 years ago than it is today. And so we're like, when, um, when vets go looking for that advice and that guidance, where, where do you kind of, where do you recommend people start sort of this, this learning journey? Like where, where do people go to, to dig into this? Because I, I do feel like for a lot of veterinarians, um, no one really walk them through how this all works. You know what I mean? And you take the loans and people are like, oh, you'll figure it out as you go or you'll figure it out later. And, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of people who are quietly sweating. And I think that there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt out there. And I, I feel like a lot of people have trouble saying, I don't, I feel like, I feel like I'm lost or I feel like this is not going well, or I don't know what I'm doing. And I, and I'm embarrassed to say so. Like, where do you, where do you point people like that? It certainly, it is one of the many things affecting wellness in our profession. And mm-hmm. it's one of the things that the Merck Wellbeing Study pointed out is that student debt is affecting well-being. And so where I point people to, a couple of resources, certainly the Venn Foundation Student Loan Repayment Simulator yeah. is one. Yeah. And they have put together a, I call it the Venn Calculator for short, uh, they've put together a resource that is so good that other professions are using it as well. And there's a method where you can take your numbers, your individual numbers, and plug them in. You can also just go to the website and plug them in to get an estimate, but you can plug in your real numbers. And based on that, you can see what all the options are that are available to you. And so that's an excellent resource. I do think when we get into situations, for example, uh, two, two vets that are married to each other and they have a lot of debt mm-hmm. or people who have uh, private loans. It is sometimes helpful to hire a student loan consultant and there are a number of those out there and it, it costs some money, uh, but you get a well-rounded view of what your options are. So that's something for people to look into. That's new. Okay. So hold on. That's new. So tell me about a student loan advisor. Like, so mm-hmm. I, and again, let me just say this podcast is not sponsored by anyone. <laughs> There's, this is not, this is not a, uh, a sign up with us now thing. Uh, wh- what is, so, okay. So what is that? I'm, I'm, I'm picturing a financial advisor that specifically works with student loans. What is that? Where do you find this person? How does this person get paid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I should because I've already mentioned the Venn Foundation. They they do also do some student loan consulting as well, and that's actually a free resource. So that can be done. We don't give we don't give Venn Foundation enough credit in our profession for all the good that they do. Like I just want to pause for a second. Like for and I'm aware I'm aware of the student loan calculator that, that they've done. They also support uh, vets for vets and support for support, and they've got all these wellness resources and like. I just let's just pause and, and give some love to the Venn Foundation for for what they do for our profession. It really is pretty amazing. So as far as the student loan consultants go, the way that they're set up and, and different companies do it different ways. Some of them have a flat fee. Some of them charge charge more depending on how much debt you have, because if you have five hundred thousand in debt, then you might have 
private loans and more loans to deal with. And what they do is, and they're different from financial advisors. Some of them are financial advisors, but the way they run the student loan consults is a bit different because they're not they're not advising you on what to invest in mm-hmm. as a particular fee, and and then you're done with that. They're advising you on what to do with your student debt and as as a session. And so what they can do is take a look at okay, should you? What are your options for? income-driven repayment versus paying off the debt, if that's even a possibility for you. Mm -hmm. And then among the income-driven repayment options, what would be the best one for you? And then also they do some advising on, because there there are, depending on the income-driven repayment plan type, sometimes it can be an advantage to file your taxes separately if you're married Mm -hmm. or or jointly. So, so there are all of these nuances that they can pick up on that someone who, a, a vet who's never looked at that before, or even a financial advisor who doesn't do a whole lot of that might not pick up on. Yeah, that, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Um, so student uh, loan repayment advisor, we've talked a bit about VIN Foundation, VIN calculators, things like that. Any other um, thoughts, comments, resources on uh, that, you, that you see commonly come up? And talk to me, I guess, uh, how many people come to the Veterinary Financial Summit uh, with student debt as a driver? Is that a, a thing that's, that's commonly come, covered at the summit? And what is that like? Yes. So it is covered at the summit. Uh, so this past year, we had three sessions that were related to student debt. Uh, I did a session called Taming the Student Debt Monster. And so that was an overview. We also had a student debt panel that had a couple of financial advisors on it who were going through the most common questions that they get about student debts. So we went through the eight or 10 most common questions that they get. And then we had another session where a couple of vets talked about how they paid their debt off. So we do have that. We do have that as a topic at the Veterinary Financial Summit. I expect it to be a topic again this year. Cool. Very nice. Well, where can people learn more about the Vet Summit? Go to vetfinancialsummit.com and learn more there. Cool. Where can uh, people follow you and find out more about uh, your work that you're doing? So you can also go to the Debt Free Vets Facebook group. We also have a new podcast that we just started with. Through Vet Financial Summit, we started the Veterinary Financial Podcast, and so you can check us out there. Definitely. That sounds fantastic. Do you have to be a vet to join the the Debt-Free Vets uh, Facebook group? Yes, a vet or a vet student. Perfect. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Jones. I really appreciate you being here. Um, Any last words words of wisdom, pearls, uh, words of motivation, anything like that for us? Sure. So just like with wellness or self-care, which I know is certainly something that's talked about on this podcast as well. Uh, financial success doesn't look the same for everyone. And so that's something to keep in mind. That's so good. I love that you said that. That is so important. I, you kind of blew my mind. I, I, I want to unpack I want to unpack that into a whole whole other episode. We may come back and talk about that some more because I, I think that's a wonderful concept. But yeah, uh, financial success doesn't look the same for everyone. I, I think that's a great parting note. Thank you again for being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Thanks again to Dr. Jones for being here and for talking money with me. I always uh, always enjoy her so much. Guys, if you got something out of the episode, please do what people do uh, when they like podcasts and tell their friends. 
and or write us an honest review on iTunes. It is a wonderful gift that you can give uh, to me uh, to uh, keep me going and encouraging the podcast and also uh, some good feedback that you can give if there's things that you would like to see more of. I'd love to hear it. Gang, take care. Be well. I will talk to you later on. Bye-bye. Oh, man. All right. I am so excited. We have so much good stuff coming up in Charted. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what we've got coming up? Heck yeah. Uh, first things up is my personal branding talk. I'm talking about marketing for uh, veterinarians or people who want to grow their relationships with uh, with pet owners, honestly. So that's uh, that's the big thing. If you have any interest in, uh, in social media and blogging, podcasting, writing, uh, things like that, then this would be a great workshop for you. It is uh, free to our members. It is 99 bucks for the public, which is a super steal. It's two hours. It's on March 28th. And then, Stephanie Goss, we have the big daddy, the April Uncharted Conference. This is the granddaddy of them all. It's our marketing strategy <laughs> conference. This is the one that started them all. It is virtual this year. Mm-hmm. It is going to be all about simplifying and streamlining your communications to do more with what you already have. That is going to be April 22nd through the 25th. Uh, Registration is now open. We will put links for all of this down in the show notes. So excited. So excited.